Hello, beautiful people. I'm Heat, host of Ordinary Chaos, where we explore the interesting side of ordinary. We often see famous people as interesting and not famous people as not interesting, but the truth is we're all interesting if you ask the right questions. Today's guest is what I call the person next door, a regular person whose daily life might look something like our own. Everyone's path is interesting, and Catherine's is no exception. Let's get to it. Heat here today with person next door, Catherine Cartwright. And Catherine loves Moser Crystal that was her mother's. Tell us about that, Catherine. My mother has a set of crystal that was a wedding gift to my grandparents when they got married in the 20s. It's this beautiful Moser crystal that's created in Czechoslovakia or what was Czechoslovakia. And my mother died recently. And so a few pieces have come into my hands and my brother's hands. He's actually getting most of it, but I have a couple of pieces and I love drinking my water out of it or drinking my wine out of one of the other glasses because it is so beautiful. It is heavy and it's beautiful and it's old and it's layered and it was in the family a long time. And I love to use beautiful things in daily life. There was a time that I used to like save candles for the right time. You know, I would get candles for gifts, these beautiful candles that, you know, had a beautiful fragrance and I'd save them and save them and they would just go bad. You know, they just, at one point, like if you save them for seven or 10 years, they're terrible and you have to throw them away. And I thought, no, I'm going to use beautiful things in my daily life. And so a lot of the beautiful things I get from my family, because, you know, in those days, it was a different era. And they really love to use beautiful things. And they love to pause and just take a moment in ordinary times to make things extraordinary and beautiful. So I love that. It's a good lesson. So I hope that a listener somewhere is like, you know what? I have these things that I've been saving. I'm going to use them. Yeah. I have a few things for my daughter and she said, oh, don't give them to me yet. I'm still moving around in life. And, you know, and I said, you know what? Use them every day. You know, what are you going to save them for? (laughs) Use them every day. My grandmother's China. Use it every day. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I've had off and on a fear of using it up, but it's not any worse used up than it is not used at all. Absolutely. Yeah. And I sometimes think, oh my gosh, what if I chip it or break it? And I have things that I've chipped and I've broken and I've you know pulled my hair out over that, but I've used it. It can get chipped or broken in a box. It can get chipped or broken when you move it from place to place in a box without opening it. May as well use it. Love it. Make each moment beautiful. I love it. Especially for something so simple as a water glass. That's just lovely. Well, when you think about it, you know, you drink, we're having a heat wave right now. So I'm drinking a lot of water and, you know, we have a steady diet right now of really hard things, right. You know, in the world, in the nation and everything carries an energy. And I read a long time ago that the thoughts you put into water actually affects how the water works within you. And so when I have something, you know, especially something like water that I drink a lot of in this beautiful glass, it just reminds me how beautiful life is and not to think about, you know, the hard stuff all the time. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. So diving in. Okay. 
My first question for you is what would your younger self be surprised about your current self? <laughs> so I think a couple of things. One, my younger self would be surprised I'm not the next Christian Amanpour because I thought for sure I would be the next Christian Amanpour. I thought I would be like globe trotting, covering things, you know, covering world events. I went to journalism school. Uh, you know, I thought that's what I would be doing. Yeah, that's a big one because the other one would be my younger self would be surprised I'm not like really famous because, you know, when you're young, you want to just go and grab the world by the tail and shake it up and you know, get out there and get known and seen and have an impact, a big impact. And I'm not saying I haven't had, I haven't had impact in life, but I think it's, I think when you think about the future, when you're young, it's a very different picture you create for yourself than as you move through life and get experience and become seasoned and realize the, the big impacts you can make in the small, ordinary moments. Yes. Big difference, but one is not less for sure. So you mentioned famous. If you were going to be famous for something, what would it be? Okay. Yeah. I, I may as well just let out all the, all the wondrous fantasies of life. I always, <laughs> <laughs> you know, here I am. Uh, I, I would love to be famous for, um, oh, this is crazy for having like a really great cooking show. That's one of my secret fantasies. And and sometimes when I'm preparing a meal, I will do it like I'm on a cooking show. I will talk it through. This is one of the fun things about living alone is you can do this and nobody thinks you're crazy. I would do it this way or I would do it this way. Work on my knife skills. Yeah, I think that would be fun. I think there are things that I wouldn't mind being famous for that would be serious. But, you know, these days... I'm thinking less about what's serious and more about what's fun. So that would be a fun thing to be famous for. That would be fun. Yeah. When you have a cooking YouTube channel, you send it my way. I will do that. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that a suggestion? <laughs> Take it as you see fit. <laughs> it has been suggested to me before. <laughs> what I am not famous for is my tech abilities. So, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. What's something about you that you wish people knew, whether it's people, you know, and you wish that they knew this extra thing or like strangers in the grocery store, you wish knew this thing. I think one thing that I wish more people knew, and maybe they do know it. And I just don't realize they know it is that I am a really light and carefree person. I tend to find myself in a lot of serious situations and, you know, where a lot of gravitas is required. And sometimes when I'm in those situations, it's hard for me to be that authentic, light and carefree self for fear people think that I don't take whatever situation it is seriously. But then again, I suppose we can't help but being ourselves in, in most situations. So maybe people do know that about me. I kind of get the feeling that a lot of people don't know that about me. I think that 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 is one thing about myself that may not be seen always. And, and I really, you know, I wish people knew that more about me. I imagine that the heaviness of the last couple of years have made that more yes. difficult to shine. And I do like to bring lightness to heavy situations. Um, but again, you know, I worry that, that people may not feel honored in the situation. 
I don't know. That's a really good question. And and now that I'm talking about that, maybe I need to bring more thought to that and just be more aware around that. Interesting. Is there a piece of advice that you were given any time in your life that sticks in your mind as one that you're so glad you didn't follow it? Yes, absolutely. That was to spank my children more. Well, my kids are 34 and almost 30. So, you know, spanking was still a thing. And the older generation talked a lot about spanking. And and I think that that, that just is part of a part of a broader bit of parenting advice that had to do with breaking a child's will, exerting power over a child. I remember, and I won't say which person said this to me, but this idea that I reason with my children too much. I think I raised really wonderful, thoughtful children who have become just terrific adults. I think so often, and this this may be one of my little pet peeves about child raising in this country. You know, a lot of times we, we treat children as miniature adults instead of children who are at a particular developmental stage. Yes. And, and I think we can dehumanize our children when we don't see them for who they are, honor where they are in their growth and development, and understand that they're not going to relate to the world the way that an adult does. Yeah, I think that I think that's probably the most important piece of advice I got that I didn't take. And if if there were ever moments that I did take it because I was frustrated and didn't know what to do in a particular situation, um, and I'm not saying that didn't happen every now and then, you know, I don't feel like the outcome was as good as, you know, what my natural impulse in parenting would have been, which was always to be compassionate and honor their humanity, their humanity. Which is beautiful. Yeah. And if you are able to meet children where they are, you can learn so much from them because their perspective is different instead of trying to force them into yours. Yeah, absolutely. But you probably don't give them the Moser crystal. No. <laughs> but you know you can give them Picardi, Picardi glass. It looks kind of like Moser, and it's made in little small cups for little ones. Yeah. But when my kids were little, they mostly had those character laminate type plates. You know that if they fell on the floor, they didn't shatter and right. break and cut up little feet. Yes, or big feet. Or big feet. <laughs> yeah. So this is in. A similar vein, but it's not not exactly the same. Can you think of a piece of feedback that you've been given at any point in your life, positive or negative, that changed how you viewed yourself? Absolutely. I had a mentor who I was doing an internship, and he said to me that the thing he liked most about me was that I am teachable. And it it made me stop for a minute and I thought. Well, that's not very complimentary, Uh, you know, on its face. (laughs) You know, as I have thought about it over my life, being able to learn and be adaptable and resilient and all of those qualities that come with teachability, I think is probably my most important quality. Teachability is a big deal. I I feel like it's undervalued, honestly. I agree. At all ages. I mean, the littlest ones are all teachable. 
Absolutely. Because it's almost like they're programmed to know that they have a wisdom that experience hasn't kicked out of them yet. Right. Yes. I I don't know what we do if we weren't teachable when we were really little and they're courageous about it. You know, they try to stand up and they fall and they get right back up. (laughs) Sometimes they even laugh, (laughs) make it a game. (laughs) And, and you can see their little brains working because each of those times, you know, they adjust a little bit and learn a little bit and do it a little bit better the next time. What great takeaway, right? How often do we laugh when we fall? No way. Not very often. We call it a failure and there's all kinds of shame around it. But I don't think that that's instinctive to us. I think that that's learned. I think, you know, often. And I think that's part of what I was talking about with children not respecting their humanity and understanding that, you know, their most important job in their childhood is to learn. Their most important job is to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes and continue to refine. And so when we shame them for that, You know, I remember getting shamed as a child. Yeah, me too. That I didn't do well. And it's turned into kind of some ugly self-talk as an adult. Yeah. Well, it sticks with you. Yeah. And it's hard to shake. It is. So what's your superpower? I have no idea. Maybe my superpower is not being able to see my superpower. I feel like people sometimes struggle with this because those things that we're really good at, we don't tend to think much about because we just do them. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it also, you know, then goes back again to, you know, childhood socialization, you know, how many times were you told now, don't let that get to your head or don't think too much of yourself or who do you think you are or that kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe that's a little problem I have is not being able to see the best things about myself really clearly. You know, I'll own that. Okay. I still haven't answered your question. Have I? No. So, so let me try it this way. If I had a superpower, (laughs) that's fair. Because that's the question the therapist always answers, you know, asks you if you say, I don't know. And the therapist will say, well, if you did know, what might it be? So if I did know, what might it be? I think that I have a level of courage that enables me to put myself out into the world or out there in relationships in wouldn't say a fearless way, but a courageous way. You know, I, like every other human being around, I have an interesting relationship with fear, but there are times that I can say that something is more important than my fear. And so I can speak something that needs to be spoken, or I can say, I don't need to look really good here. I can apologize and open a way in a relationship. I can, I don't have to be right. I think there are people in my life who would argue with me that, yes, I do have to be right, but (laughs) I really don't. And I would rather open a way to something than shut it down. So, and I think that's where my courage really comes into play is being able to open a way to something rather than shutting something down. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. Thanks. 
I think it was worth all the strife that you went through to get to it. I don't know if you think so, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a good thing that it's on this podcast, so I won't forget it. I'll remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I love your distinction between fearless and courageous, which is something that I feel like a lot of people miss. And they think that people do things and aren't afraid when they do them, when a lot of the time that's really not true. Absolutely. Winding down here, do you have a question you'd like me to ask the next person? Yeah, a question for the next person. How do you take care of yourself in these really crazy times when everything is designed to make you feel scared and worried about the future? How do you take care of yourself and keep your joy? That's a beautiful question. I can't wait to hear their answer. Thanks. Okay, so the question from the previous guest is what's the most fun thing you've done lately? What's the most fun thing I have done lately? The most fun thing I've done lately is um, I was down in Washington, D.C., visiting family, and uh, I got invited over to my brother's house. He has two daughters who are aged 13 and, and 10 or 11, and they are so fun. And we got crabs and shrimp, you know, this, this East coast, mid Atlantic crab feast of blue crabs, which is just a a great Washington tradition, Chesapeake Bay area tradition. And we just had so much fun. You know, you just put newspaper down on the table. I think actually he used a, you know, some kind of tablecloth that he could just wrap everything up and throw away and picking the crabs apart and talking and, Um, spending time with children is so fun. I'm kind of between having young children of my own and having grandchildren. I don't have grandchildren yet. And so to, to spend time with my nieces and my brother and his wife at their home is just so fun. It's such a good time. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, it was fun. That is all that I have for you. Thank you so much for talking with me today. It was great. You're welcome. It was fun. Thanks for listening. Ordinary Chaos is written, produced, edited, and all the things by me, he. The music was created by Keith Kelly. You can find show notes and learn more about the podcast, about Keith, or about me at ordinarychaospodcast.com. As always, Ordinary Chaos is an ad-free podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, go to ordinarychaospodcast.com, scroll down, and click support the podcast. You know what? Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. I completely lost the um, the thread of the question. What did you ask me? <laughs>